The national perception of the Louisville football program seems to be changing. There's still a good amount of season left to go, but we're going to tell you why the Cardinals program is going to be a transfer portal destination this offseason. So with that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 back. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Joining me on today's episode of the show, my good friend, weekly co-host of the Locked On Louisville Podcast, State of Louisville football analyst, Grant Mulligan. G Money, what's going on, man? What's going on, man? Glad to be back. Glad to glad to have another win in the pocket. Glad to have JoJo Stone as well. Big commitment over the weekend. Hopefully, a few more on the way. Got some good crystal balls in. Yeah, got keep hot recruiting trail. We're getting ever closer to signing day. That's not what we're talking about today. No. But it feels good. It feels good to be eight and one. That's why I, I need to. Eight it was one. a great weekend. I mean, we got the news of JoJo Stone's commitment like, what, two hours before the game? Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. He was on a visit. But this episode is going to be geared towards a different topic. That is following this season. We're going to tell you why this program will be a portal destination for some of the nation's top players this offseason. And then we'll go into some Virginia preview. We'll talk about keys to the game and some bold predictions. Now, Grant... I feel like if you are going to look at the title of this show, which paraphrasing is going to essentially be um, Louisville is going to be a top college football transfer portal destination this offseason. You're going to look at that, and there's going to be some people that says, oh, they're trying to compare them to the Blue Bloods of the country. And I, I want to go ahead and start by saying that that's not what we're doing here. Louisville is not a Georgia. Louisville is not in Alabama. It is what it is. I mean, we know our place. But I will say that there are certain things in place at Louisville as to why I feel that this place will be a portal destination. First off, the perception of this program has changed. It seems like, I mean, how many times have you heard, is this the new TCU? Now, granted, this year that might not necessarily be the greatest thing. But with the win over Notre Dame, the viewpoints on Louisville seem to be changing. How much does the perception, how much will it affect this upcoming offseason when it comes to Jeff Brom going into the portal and trying to get some big-time players? I think that given our ability to win that we have demonstrated time and time again so far this season, it really lends itself to be one of those teams that, and we'll touch on this more in a minute, where you can have the opportunity for both playing time and legitimate winning. Um, it's a well-coached team. You see guys who have come here either through high school ranks or through the portal and have improved in their game drastically. I mean, the results aren't just statistical. You can watch as they play. But you, know, you can go across the position groups, and I find it really hard to tell you a position group that isn't well-coached. So, I mean, being – on this stage, winning this many games, grabbing the national attention, you know, these guys are going to be able to see that, you know, you're going to look out and, and watch some of our games, see the defense 
you know, in this scheme, a lot of guys having a lot of statistical production, but more importantly, reducing the amount of points the opponents are, are scoring, you know, pitching shutouts, pitching three-point performances. So just drawing that that national attention to a program that is is really in a good spot in terms of winning, uh, winning culture, well-coached. It, it just, if you want to join a, a program that isn't, a blue blood that isn't so log jammed to every position, but you're still, you're, you're going to be able to be competitive for a power five conference title immediately. Then I think that's going to be something that's really attractive in terms of just pure winning for a lot of these guys. You talk about winning. What's the main difference in college football between the postseason this year and the postseason next year? Talking about 12 team playoff. And where is Louisville currently sitting in, in the college football playoff picture? Are we 11th? Are we 11th? We were, right we now? were 13th. Now, granted, this episode is being recorded at 5:30 on Tuesday evening. By the time you hear this episode, the new college football playoff rankings will have already came out. It was but AP I that I was thinking of. It was yeah, AP. That we're I was 11th of. in the AP, but I would assume that Louisville's probably—I'd—I'd I'd say rise maybe one to two spots, respectively. I mean, I the AP poll had us lower than the playoff poll did last week because the AP had us true. 16th and uh, playoff had us 13th. So if they're going to move us from 16th to 11th, then there's no reason to believe that the playoff doesn't also believe in us in that way. And there's th- that's kind of where I'm going with this is that, you know, there are those top teams every year that you could say, you know, the pitch is, hey, look, there's a good chance we're going to go to the playoff. You can't really go to many other places and get that experience. Well, now with a 12-team playoff, it, I think, includes a program like Louisville, who I don't think that even though this is um, a great season with Jeff Brom, I don't think it's going to be an anomaly. I, I really don't. I think it's going to be continued success. Now, whether or not we're going to win 10, 11 games every season, probably not. But I do think that Brom is going to take this team to new heights. But I think that with what he's shown the ability to do in the portal before he's really even got onto campus, I mean, you have to think the playoff expanding to 12 teams allows Brom to not only utilize the playing time, say, hey, look, you can come to Louisville, play early, and know that you're going to have a spot while also having a chance to compete in a 12-team playoff. No, I think you're you're absolutely right in that way. Uh, and we, as everyone well knows, we built this team through the portal in a huge way for this season. So it's easy to look as a, as a someone who's going to jump in the portal and see what your role is going to be, or see the kind of success that this team has had with the portal. One of the things that I think is, is biggest to note is that the 2024 class isn't super stocked. And that isn't where the staff has put their focus. They're much more focused on 25 high school recruiting. So there's still a lot of opportunities to be had both in you know, rental, I say rental transfer transfers where guys who have one, possibly two years left. Uh, but there's also opportunities for long-term transfer guys because you don't have a ton, depending on the position group, of course, of 24 high school guys to compete with. And that, to me, looks like the, the staff is going to be poised to take another run in the portal uh, and try to stock up that way. We're going to be losing a lot of guys just by the nature of it. We had a lot of really experienced guys we got through the portal. I think one of the biggest groups that we're going to be able to hit once again is the offensive line. You've got guys who you know, we're, we're going to be down 
both tackle starters, unfortunately, the one of the best linemen of of our time for a while. Brian Hudson's gonna gonna be moving on. So as it currently stands, that's three open starting spots uh, that, as as we know, could you know, get a guy come in and, and start right away. And the portal that's very attractive attractive minutes for for a lot of guys. And they know that we like to build the roster that way. They know that we won that way. Uh, so I think. We did really well in the portal even before showing results. Now we, we show these guys, like, we've got transfer guys at every position who you could point to and say they've got production, they've gotten minutes, they've got time. Like So, and now you can point and say they've got wins. So I think that, that it's going to be another year of heavy portal building. I don't know. I, I would doubt if we went another 27 uh, like portal guys, I think I'm, am I correct in that? I think we had 27 portal guys or it was, it was something really high like that. I don't know that it was that many, but it was definitely, I feel like over 15 for sure. It was a lot. I but might be you, crazy with saying you mentioned winning. I think that that is almost like a prerequisite to it. You have to show that success can be had at your destination. I mean, granted Louisville seems to be right up there in terms of NIL packages, that's another aspect of this that I think is is going to be key, you know, with players that maybe are great college players, but their draft stock isn't necessarily as high. NIL packages are really going to be emphasized to maximize. And I think that it, it really becomes key, especially in like bidding wars and stuff like that, um, because it's going to happen in the portal, as we've seen, just like high school recruiting. But ultimately, I mean, I think that this is a great opportunity for Louisville, and I think that what we can do at the end of this season, if Louisville is able to make that ACC championship game like a lot of places are projecting them to, I mean, there's no telling what this team can do in the offseason. But the season's not over yet. We've still got three more regular season games. The season continues Thursday night against Virginia, the glow game, as they're calling it. Um 7.30 kickoff at LNN Stadium. Keys to the game for this team. Louisville is a 20-point favorite, but they do need to handle business. We'll talk about one offensive, one defensive key to the game um, for your Cardinals here momentarily after we talk about our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's literally just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports leagues. Like you could put in a projection with LeBron James, Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three pointers made plus receptions. I'm not sure of whatever platform is doing that. It's absolutely incredible. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on college. Use the code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Once again, pricepicks.com slash locked on college using the code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. I mentioned, I mean, look, whenever you're favored by almost three touchdowns against a team, you start talking about keys to the game. And I feel like for the most part, it's like, don't mess up kind of thing. Like don't do fall what you have to do. But I mean, 
respectively, Virginia showed against North Carolina that they still can throw a wrench in plans. I mean, Virginia isn't the greatest team out there sitting at two and seven, one and four in conference play, but still a decent team. So, UNC? yeah, they upset UNC. So, upset UNC because UNC fell asleep on them. Exactly. That is the case. And that's what you can't do. The main thing for me, we'll start out offensively. I had the offensive key to the game. Grant had the defensive key. Offensive key, don't turn the ball over. Virginia is 93rd in the country in forcing turnovers. They forced 10 this season. Not really the greatest numbers. Pretty pedestrian to say the least. They're not great at um, defending the run either. They're giving up about 180 rushing yards per game. They're giving up 32 points per game to their opponents. That's 112th, respectively, in the country. Um, they're a gr- pretty decent passing team, 50th in the country, 215 yards per contest. But the main thing for me, they're a pedestrian scoring offense. So if Louisville handles business like they have against Duke and Virginia Tech, one of the silver lining is how many turnovers did the Cardinals have in the past two weeks? Zero. And I think that that's one of the main reasons why they've been able to turn things around. So for me, offensively, keep the ball in possession. I would go defensively. My my key to the game defensively is get pressure on the quarterback and get sacks. This is a team that we're going up against who is, is one of the most sacked teams in the country. They've allowed 32 sacks in nine games, just a hair over three and a half sacks a game. So – they're they're going to be one to be able to be disrupted. I mean, and this is, we're arguably one of the strongest pass rushes that they've that they faced all year. Um, so we have to to take advantage of uh, struggling offensive line and uh, let Gelati get back there, do what Gelati does. But we have a really deep defensive line, as we all know. So this is a spot in which a strength of ours meets a weakness of theirs. I think that if we're able to get pressure early and often, that Great things are going to happen. This is a, a, a really sore area for them, and we could we could do well to take advantage of it. One thing, the main storyline, it feels like the past couple of weeks has been the uncertainty at quarterback play for the opposition. Virginia, uh, Tony Musket seemed like the guy uh, as of late, and it seems like for what I'm understanding is that it's going to be Calandria, um, Anthony Calandria in this one due to injuries. To Musket with the true freshman quarterback on the road in a night game, ESPN primetime um, on a Thursday night. How much do you think that having that pass rush definitely contributes to, I mean, for lack of better terms, forcing a quarterback to be rattled, especially one so young as he is? I mean, if if he's the one who ends up getting a start, he's a guy who has just as many as many interceptions thrown as he does touchdown passes, and that's seven of them. So that to me looks like a guy who he's young, you know, he's prone to to be rattled like that. If we get the heat on him and if we keep the pressure consistent throughout the game, he's bound to make mistakes. I mean, he he's displayed it throughout his time as as a starter. You know, he's a he's a guy unfortunately at this point in his career, no disrespect, but he's he's got a bit of a turnover problem. So we need to take advantage of that. I think like you said, if we can get pressure and we can start to rattle his cage a little bit, we can bait him into some erratic throws, trying to, to get out of pressure and, and really start turning that into turnovers, snowball, defensive effort. I think this is another really, really good spot for defense to be to continue this this great momentum 
and this great play that they've been enjoying recently. Virginia's offense is pretty interesting. They have a 1,000-yard receiver. Malik Washington is one of the best receivers in the country, um, in my opinion. You know, one of the more underrated ones. He's probably the, one of the best in the conference, maybe one of the more underrated in the country, I should rephrase. He has six touchdowns on the year. He's averaging 13.2 yards per reception. Malachi Fields is another very, very solid receiver. Um sort of putting the pass rush to the side, or I mean, I guess you could utilize the pass rush when it comes to defending the pass, um, considering that you're throwing the quarterback out of sync. But how much emphasis is on Louisville secondary now, who we still don't necessarily know about the status of Jarvis Brownlee, especially on a short week, so it could be up to Storm Duck as well to fill that spot. But how much emphasis is now on the secondary to – limit the big plays to the receivers? Because I feel like that's how you pull off a big upset is you have those big defined um, yardage plays downfield. Right. And it's going to have to come through the air for them. They've not been a team that's run the ball particularly effectively <clears throat> throughout the year. Um, they they only have one running back with, to, to my knowledge, they only have one running back with over four yards a carry. They do. Uh, and it, he has 5.3, and the rest of the backfield is averaging under three and a half. So they're not a team that runs it very effectively. They they don't have a lot of rushing yards per game, and so it's going to have to come through the air. They've got some pretty good playmakers at wide receiver, but luckily we have uh, a very deep secondary. Of course, getting Jarvis Brownlee back, if possible, would would be great. And trying to to trying to keep their top receiver contained, but. There's a reason why we went out and got so many of these guys through the portal and had some guys who got some great experience. So I feel very confident in the spot that we're in. In their offense, their main threat is clearly Malik Washington. Um, Can't fall asleep on the other guys. There's clearly some talent. But Ron English has done a fantastic job in his defensive planning so far. So I think that he sees as well as we do that that's where our defensive attention needs to be focused. I agree there, and I think that, like I said, if you handle business, you should win this game by close to the spread, potentially even more. But there's two bold predictions. I have one. Grant has one. If they come to fruition, what was going to win by a lot? And we'll talk about those um, here momentarily. After we talk about our friends over at FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action with the number one sports book in the country. Score early this NFL season. Right now, new customers get 150 back in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and my favorite, single-game parlays. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Grant, before we talk about um, hot takes and bold predictions, I do have to give a, a special shout out to the digital creating or digital production content creation team at Louisville. What a job they do consistently day in, day out. There was a video to where Brian Hudson is in like this video. little low-key diner. Uh, he's got the flannel on. Uh, Alyssa Donzo is um, behind the behind the bar at the diner. She's uh, part of the uh, Louisville marketing team and is waiting on Brian Hudson. And Hudson's like vision goes blurry after he takes a drink of coffee, and he, he's led to the field by like some 
glow beam to the field and they had like the revolving camera um which it came out that that was the work of global photographer tara smith who is phenomenal at her job and it's the whole content team is incredible and they deserve their flowers so we're gonna give them their flowers on this episode of the locked on little podcast also show up show up to the game I understand sometimes you can't make it, and I, I tried not to bash the people who can't make it and more so celebrate the people who can, but we got to start showing up the games more. But my rant's over. Bold prediction. Grant, go. Bold prediction. I'm going to say Louisville's defense keeps rolling, and we shut out the Virginia Cal- Cavaliers. It's, be tough. it's always tough to shut a team out. It is always tough to shut a team out. But being at home – being as strong of a defense as we are, and no disrespect, okay. as, as struggling of an offense as they are, I think that it's a very difficult thing to do, but not yeah. impossible. And I think that it, that Ron English's defense shows up again uh, and and looks amazing. So you got uh, you're going against the offense; they're 82nd in total offense in the bottom half. They're 93rd in scoring offense, even lower down. Like I've already said previously. They're they're 119th in the country in sacks allowed, which means that they're on the very low end. They're, they've allowed 32 sacks, three and a half sacks a game. It the formula plays right into our hands. I think you know a shutout is a, is a bold prediction, but I think that this defense is is so talented that it's it's very possible, and we've done it against even better offenses and. I think uh, I think as long as they're locked in, as long as they're focused, I think a shutout is is within reason. It's my I agree. Prediction. As long as they're locked on Louisville, uh, there's a <laughs> dude. You said locked in. I, I I saw the opportunity. I had to go for it. probably a C minus effort. C minus. But... You you've had better. You've had some absolute gold live reads, but that oh was not gosh, man. one of your pros. Hey, there just shows that you know sometimes when you allow got a cookie burns down the kitchen. Um, but oh well I, I mean I think that that is obviously a pretty generous bold prediction I you think said bold if, man you said bold you no know, I, but I let me preface that by saying that if you were to tell me that we were to shut out one of the three opponents Duke Virginia Tech and Virginia I would have guessed Virginia so I think that the the formula is there the recipes there you just have to put it into uh or put it together put the ingredients in and whip up something don't burn the kitchen down when you're cooking like i did uh just a minute ago but my bold prediction goes more so towards the offensive side it's more of an individual one i think isaac garendo goes for 150 i think he goes for over 150 here and the reason why i think that with how bad virginia's rushing defense is i look i think that Louisville's going to win this game probably on par with with how they've been winning the past couple weeks. I think that this is going to be another opportunity to where we're going to see Jawar Jordan. But I think that Brahm and them look at this game as an opportunity for him to get rest. Garendo showed that he could definitely um, you know, be the guy at least for a game. And I think he's going up against a worse rushing defense. He's a sneaky home run type threat that you wouldn't think is there, but he definitely has that potential. And I think that he's going to rip off a couple of big runs. I think that he tops his career high this week against Virginia because he's going to get more carries. And especially if Louisville's winning in the second half, they're going to call his number more. I think he's going to get 149 just to spite you. 
That would be the the best. The to be fair, I did say he was going to break his career high, and his career high is one. No, what your bold prediction was? Yeah, Garindo goes one fifty. That Dude, is what you started with. This show, huh? Why are you on this show? Because you invited me to be a weekly oh. guest, and then well, I just damn, show up mind. to my weekly slot. Well, damn, never mind, dude. I ain't you canceling me? Are you, you canceling my weekly segment, brother? That's, that's <laughs> No, got- definitely not. Uh, until we lose, then you're gone. Because then you're bad luck at that point. I'm bad luck? Dude, we've won eight games. We've only lost one. And this the one that true. we lost, this is crazy, right? The one that we lost was the week I was on vacation. And the week I did not make an appearance on the show. Yeah, I know. Who's so fault? I have to be here. Whose fault? That's me. Okay, I gotta okay. be. I gotta be better, coach. I guess that's sort of your way of saying that you should be on regardless. So I have I, to be I, I respect it. Game respect I game. Be I have to be better. I want before we get out of here. Final score prediction. Final score prediction. I'm I'm gonna stick with my bold prediction. I'm saying they lay a goose egg. I'm saying it goes 34-0. I think it's 34-0. I think that's respectable. I think that Will was going to try to control the game on the ground. So anybody expecting a 52 to 0 game, um, I'm not sure that we're based on the place uh, the pace of play, I'm not necessarily sure it's going to be that high. I think I'm probably right there with you. Um, I'm personally going to go, I think I'm gonna go 35, seven. I think, you know, get one touchdown, maybe in garbage time or maybe second quarter or whatever. And then Louisville adjusts, but I think it's going to be a comfortable lead. Put it this way. Louisville will cover the spread in my opinion. So I agree with you, but that is going to wrap up today's episode of the locked on Louisville podcast. Don't forget tomorrow Cardinals back in action Thursday night game, seven 30 kickoff LNN Cardinal stadium. Be there. I would say wear your glow attire, but I don't even know how many people have glow in the dark clothing. Go buy some. Yeah. Go buy some. Go buy some. Go buy some. If you're a real fan, you go buy some. Okay. There Show you go. up. And then you wear it for the rest of the weekend, assuming we win. And but like I said. That's going to wrap up today's episode of the show. Be sure to follow along on all social media, on Twitter, on YouTube, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever you get your podcasts on. We'll see you right back here following the game.